What up, what up, what up? What up, everybody? It's your girl, Marquita, but they like to call me who? Miss Hollywood, and you're tuned into another episode of So Hollywood, the podcast. Is it me or is it hiding here? Is it me or was it hiding here? How y'all doing today? I hope everybody is doing great. You can be anywhere in the world, but you're here with me. Shout out to my special guest in the building. We're going to bring him to the forefront in just a minute. Shout out to G Stacks 216, Session 420, Swag about the Dawn, and his wife. Everybody in this motherfucker. Is it me or is it? Hey, hey, hey. What up, everybody? It's your girl, Marquita, but they like to call me who? Miss Hollywood. <laughs> and you're tuned into yet another episode of So Hollywood, the podcast. So Hollywood, the podcast is a platform where everyone is treated equally, and I bring them together with this thing called entertainment. <laughs> I like to do the sound, too, and if y'all don't hear it, y'all hear it through my face. So it's all good, but catch the latest episode of So Hollywood, the podcast on your favorite podcast streaming platform or YouTube. And I think the latest one I did on Instagram. Yeah, I did it on Instagram. If you want to uh, perform on Welcome to the Limelight, I do have a performance area here. Next time I got to get you to perform, but we're going to get that. Um, but I'm going to bring up my special guest today. We met through Versical, and he also uh, booked me for an event that he had for local artists as well as other artists. They flew in. Uh, it's called In the Mix, and it was in the <clears throat> excuse me an event in Portsmouth at Roger Brown's. He is an artist, a uh, pro basketball player. The creator of MAG, Must Achieve Greatness uh, brand. He's a songwriter, entrepreneur, and he's a graduate of ODU. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. That is correct. And we have Frank Lou in the building. How you doing today? I can't call it. I can't call it. Chilling, You just got off the the flight, didn't you? Fresh off the bird. Mm. You was over there playing basketball or what what were you doing over there? (laughs) <laughs> not trying yeah, you was, was trying. definitely was over there doing some things yeah 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 just got to the crib for a little mini vacay okay you know, chilling, okay chilling. okay definitely and oh, you're yeah. you're originally from here or yeah chesapeake chesapeake oh, wow. you know the odu like you said norfolk so yeah i'm riding away with it i didn't know that yeah, okay yeah, well yeah, we, yeah. we're gonna get into this interview now um so how did this thing called entertainment enter your life um although you are a professional basketball player um entertainment had to come in your life somewhere somehow so what is your earliest memory that you can remember Ooh, i would say this like sports entertainment is like one category okay it's all together so really sports is entertainment right absolutely i was always performing in front of people with sports and i've been playing ball since what Diapers, yeah. <laughs> so I'm always hooping. But as far as like <clears throat> music side of things, mm-hmm. started performing what four years ago, and uh, yeah. So this is kind of fresh. The artist side of new. it is kind of fresh real for new. you. Real new, real new. Okay, okay. Yeah. So talk a little bit about um, what it was like growing up in Chesapeake, because not a lot of people know about the Virginia area and the talents that we have as a whole. So talk a little bit about that, and also what influenced you to. Um, to get on the path of being an athlete? Uh, the Pete. Shout out to the Pete, man. Shout out to the whole 75. We built different. I was just telling my homeboy the other day, I just feel like we built different. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the basketball side, it was a lot of talent coming out of here when I was growing up. Absolutely. Even now, it's a lot of talent. Um, it was always tough, always competitive for sure. You better, uh, I told some of my homeboy, like I said, you better learn how to lose, better learn how to fight. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If you're going to make it out of here as far as Sports wise, mm-hmm. so I learned a lot of early lessons in VA with, with hoops. You know what I mean. So mm-hmm. yeah, in the peak, I'm from uh, Indian River. I went to Indian River. Okay. So from that way, a uh, lot of real ones, a lot of real ones who showed me a lot of things and on and off the court. So it was a blessing. It was mm-hmm. a blessing. And like I said, I just feel like we all just built different. 
Was basketball your first choice or was that your only choice? First love. First love. Diapers, like I said, my mom and my daddy a ball. That's for when I woke up. That's what I saw when I was born. And I just fell in love with basketball. It's the first thing I was introduced to. Wow. Yeah, so I just hoop, 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 hoop. So it's, to me, it's just natural to mm. hoop. You know what I mean? So how was your support like during during that time um, when you were growing up? Ooh, lucky. I'm blessed. You I'm had a two-parent household. Yeah, no, I mean, the man, two. I had two on. I had a mom and a daddy. You hear me? I'm blessed. I'm blessed. <laughs> Shout out to the moms and daddies out there. Already. Already. Yeah, for sure, man. So they saw your talent early, or how did they, you know, push you to to be the great player that you are? Ooh. Uh, I, w- I got cut in what, ninth grade. I ain't get much tick in middle school, so I ain't. I was a late bloomer. Okay. So I caught a quick growth spurt that junior year. Okay. So that helped out a lot. But my early days was just a lot of sport, uh, support. Pops fucked with it. Pops liked it. He introduced mm-hmm. me to it. I liked it. Mom's riding with whatever. Mm-hmm. So it was always that type of support system. Now, again, like I said, you got to take a lot of losses. So I learned from a lot of my losses. Like So when I was young, I used to lose a lot of games. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I get fucked up on and off the court. Mm. So I had to figure some things out. And I learned from a lot of that type of shit. You know what I mean? So, mm. Do you have any brothers or sisters or anybody yeah, that... five of us. Five it's five of total? Us. Yeah, okay. total. You're the oldest or, or are you the middle? Okay. Right in the middle. Okay. Right so the did middle. they play a role in, in that as well? Facts, facts. It's my homeboys growing up, uh, from Chef Jam to Jody Ryan to uh, Vinny, we hooping together and all mm-hmm. of that. So... And my younger brother now is a coach over at uh, Nansman River High School. And, oh, okay, okay. Yeah, he's six seven, so growing up, he was a sparring partner, per se. We was always hooping. And my older siblings, they was always supportive. Came mm-hmm. to the games. If I need something, they'll hook me up. And then I had coaches that were supportive. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, I was blessed. Right. No, no matter what I needed, I had access to it. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Whether it was good or bad. You know what I mean? So. Now, did you get any injuries during those times? Oh, and like girl, you said... Lordy. <laughs> you said you'd have been through a lot, so I'm just, I just want to, you had to light. Light up to that, girl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pray to God. I'm 30, what, 34 now? Mm, okay. Hanging on. But yeah, I had some, uh, <clears throat> pray to the heavens I ain't never had surgery, but when I was at ODU, I played with a cast on my leg, so I had to play with a stress fracture. Mm. I played with broken fingers. Yeah, man, I get it in. What? There's money on the line? I got to get it in. What? <laughs> I used to get it in. I played through all that. So once you graduated um, ODU, what? Yeah. where did um, being an athlete kind of take you? Uh, It's like each step, right? So each step, you got... And I'm talking about serious ball. I ain't talking about like rec or play ball. Right, like, right, right. So... And ball is money, so middle school, you got the AAU circuit. Some young boys really bringing in money. They don't even realize, like, y'all are trying to get a scholarship. A scholarship mm-hmm. is worth a lot of money. Absolutely. So from middle school to high school, is different pressure to elevate, and it's different pressures to make the high school team, make a better AAU team. Mm-hmm. So I had to go through that, that stage. Then from high school to college was another stage because everybody trying to get signed, where you going, this and that. You know, everybody want to post their shit on Instagram Mm -hmm. now with the hat and (laughs) I'm going here and shit. We ain't had that back then, you know what I mean? So we had to figure that out. So when I finally got to ODU, now played in the NCAA tournament, played in a couple of smaller tournaments, and I was doing my thing. So people in my inbox now, eight different Mm -hmm. ages in my inbox now, like, yo, I can get you paid, paid. Like, what? Bro, you get... $250,000, $250,000, you get $300,000, you get $500,000. All right, call my number if you ain't bullshit. That type of stuff. So it was just like, okay, so now I'm coming into my own trying to make some decisions, mm-hmm. and I can see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, so, during that time, did you know, like, you needed to get an agent or you needed no. to, you know, do any of that business side to move forward with your... I knew nothing. Nothing. How did you, nothing. now, how did you learn that, or did it just, like you said, just came into light? Like I said, from the... On and off the court earlier, I learned from a lot of losses. Mm-hmm. So the same thing, I had to learn from losses. Mm-hmm. I had to go through it. I had to figure out, okay, this agent is this, this team got this, I want this. Like, 
athletes don't even really know, especially overseas. It's different from overseas and in the league. So talk about it. Talk about yeah, it. Yeah, it's different. It's a lot of different things. And usually in the in the league, you got a team and you got people that kind of manage. They got more resources to teach you and help you with certain things. Mm-hmm. At least for you to take advantage of, is up to you you do it or not. But overseas, mm-hmm. it's just it's the wild wild west. Really? Yeah, you don't know what you're gonna get or how it's gonna come. You just gotta figure out. You know what I mean? So as you go. I took a lot of losses, a lot of different losses, and I said, okay, I want this. I want, so now I start creating my own shit. Mm-hmm. And this was fresh out of college. Fresh out of, yeah, yeah. The first job <laughs> I took out of college, I went to Turkey in the middle of nowhere. Right? How was that? Was that like a culture shock or like? Girl, that shit scared the <laughs> shit out of me, girl. <laughs> well, I don't know what these people saying. I don't know what these folks saying. They going crazy. I'm in the middle of nowhere, dirt roads. Yeah. <laughs> they just put you off and was like, the whole Just city smelled like a farm. Cow shit. The whole city. It was it was disgusting. I was out there with uh, Gary McGee. Uh, he's the big know from Pitt. Okay. Half these yeah, motherfucking yeah. basketball players. I'm sorry. <laughs> I do apologize. <laughs> it's all good. He 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 played at Pitt. Did his thing. But yeah, um, it was just a, a experience. It was. I had to like thug it out. Like mm-hmm. I had to get my mind right for that. Mm-hmm. And then my pops wanted me to leave because late payments. So mm-hmm. they owed me some money. Paula, why are you still there training? Why are you still there practicing and, and balling when they owe you money? They ain't and by this time, you still hadn't had an agent or any of that. Yet. I had one agent at okay. this point. Okay. I ain't had no payday, though. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I had an agent. So he sent me to Turkey, and they were supposed to pay me. They ain't pay me, so Pops told me to leave. So I left, and then um, after that, I was home, and then I tried out for the D-League and the NBA. And What's NBA the D-League? League. Can you explain it to those that may be less infor- less fortunate of knowing basketball D-League. terms? You know G- it's I mean? like the uh, minor leagues for the NBA. It's like okay. now it's the G-League. You see, you know I mean? Okay. So I had to go through that process, try it out for some teams. The Spurs was fucking with me for like a month or two. Mm. It was fucking with me heavy. And then uh, I tried off like 10 or 11 different teams. But no one gave me guaranteed money, so I was learning. I needed guaranteed money at that time. At that okay. time, people after college, I was—I mean, mm-hmm. I was hustling. I'm trying to get to it. I ain't got no money, right? So I'm trying to make this ball work, right? And no one was giving me guaranteed money. So then, and then I had family issues. Everybody needed money and mm-hmm. shit. Like that. So it's like, okay. <clears throat> Talk a little bit about that portion of it, because a lot of people don't know, you know, the ins and outs of you know when you make it to the league or just are in a high-profile type stage and getting money or, you know, potentially about to get the money. So talk about that side of, um, of, of, of your life. Sorry about that. Ooh. Of when I was in college coming to pro ball, transitioning into the business world with it, I'm thinking like everybody else thought, like, only the ones that's first round mm-hmm. in the NBA, they get the guaranteed bag. Okay. okay. In the second okay. round, you got to still work for it, but they give you, I mean, you still got a foot in the door. They right. give you clout. Now, if you go undrafted or if you're not even on the I was on draft boards, but I was undrafted. Mm-hmm. If you're not even on the draft board, then you just, just now you think I got to hustle go overseas. But I had a, a shot. Mm-hmm. So with that, uh, it was still non-guaranteed. Like Nobody was guaranteeing me, so they ain't got to pay me. Mm. So I had to uh, go through that circuit for a while and figure that out. And then, like I said, um, Pops was sick, so I had to figure that out with him. He needed some bread. Mm-hmm. And then my little Brody, he had some things going on with school and stuff. And mm-hmm. you know, So it was a whole bunch of things going on that time. So I just took the overseas joint and it stuck with me. Now, how long did you stay overseas? Still over there now. Oh, yeah. shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm over there, So you just in and out the states. In and you out, just... in and out. Country to country to country to country. I'm never in one spot for more than seven months, eight mm, months. Must know. be nice. Okay. It got its ups and downs. It got its perks. The way you're explaining it is kind of like the music industry at, mm-hmm. in a sense. Mm-hmm. Because you're undrafted or independent or, you know, how however it may be. But can you kind of, I know it was like four years that you, four years ago that you became an artist. Now, during these times mm-hmm. of going overseas and, and traveling and stuff like that, had you been working on being an artist or was this like no. none of it? Everything was just strictly basketball and that's it. 
as far as business aspect. As far as business right. aspect, yeah. All right, bet. So, again, I was figuring it out. So, graduated from ODU, boom. First year, I was scrambling, played in the D-League. Even, even I was working at, like, the Farm Fresh over there and going to practice type stuff. Mm, okay. Okay, boom. Came back summer league. Boom. After summer league, I went to Israel because, like I said, I needed bread, and they offered me some good bread. Okay. Now I'm making good money. Right, okay. Yeah, and that first bag in Israel, of course I blew it. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Like, what? I've never had money. So I helped who I need to help, and the rest was play. <laughs> so, yeah, what? <laughs> Come on now. What? If you ain't never had a certain amount of money, and somebody give you, what if you get a certain amount of money right now, you never had it? Like, I'm talking about like six figures type shit. And you never... Damn. What's the first what's the biggest thing that you bought and the first thing that what you cars bought? Cars. I had bought two two uh bought a Durango, bought the Camaro, I always wanted a Camaro. Mm hmm And I bought like boy, at one point I had like two hundred and fifty pairs of shoes. Like creep. I was partying, bro. I'm a party. Like I'm yeah, a, uh, like, yeah. I mean, I'm gonna go up. <laughs> this shit's going up. Like <laughs> now. <laughs> so I was doing a lot of that. <laughs> well, it was nothing to go somewhere for a weekend and what? 10, 15 bands. Let's go. Fuck it. Damn. You heard listen. It's coming back though, because I was hooping. Right. Like, to okay. that point. You okay. know what I mean? Gotcha. Wait, I'm still hooping, but I'm saying at that point in my mindset, that's how I looked at it. Right. When did you start saving that? Like, okay, it might not come back. Knock on wood, but it might not. Oh no, nah, you no, nah, you want to that motherfucker dance? <laughs> <laughs> I ain't gonna never fuck the wood. <laughs> we, we gonna get it. <laughs> Shit, <laughs> girl. <laughs> that Michael Jackson what? bad, ain't it? Look, he got the light. <laughs> light the fun again. I know that's right. I know that's right. Because you're a brand in a whole. Because we're going to talk about the brand that you also created, which mm. is Mag Must Achieve Greatness. Yeah. But um. But during these events that took place, yeah. um, after you became, you know, well-known in the industry, yeah. how was your support system then? Did anybody fall back? Did you lose folks or did it, or was it just like, okay, now I'm really 10 toes down and I got to push forward? Talking about with my, um, basically my homeboys, mm -hmm. of course, mm -hmm. okay. So the fam always going to be the fam, right? Right. So a lot of people I hang out with, Got the same mindset. We got okay. similar mindset. Okay. Right. If we we don't, then we don't hang out. Right? It's what it is. I right. see. You know I mean, if I'm in, out in the streets, whatever we partying, whatever we partying. But my homeboys, I grew up with the same homeboys. I hang out. Like after I leave him, I go smoke one with them. Right. Like, and they all doing what they wanted to do growing up. Like my brother wanted to be a basketball coach. He a basketball coach. My older brother, he he wanted to work in the hospital, so he's uh working the hospital. So mm -hmm. I don't know his exact titles, but. Sister, she's a business owner. Other sister's a business owner. And then mm -hmm. my uh, chef Jam, that's my right hand man. And he he basically a restaurateur and a popular chef in the area. Okay. So yeah, so I mean, yeah, we have fun. Yeah, we act wild, but well, we ain't we, don't, we ain't crazy now. We ain't stupid mm -hmm. now. We mm -hmm. gonna do what we want to do. We gonna you know what I mean push forward with that. Mm -hmm. So a lot of my peers, a lot of my homeboys, live that same type of life, but within their world. See, mine's is basketball, sports, and entertainment. Okay. That's my music, but. He's a chef and he's helping people in the hospital. He's a coach. You see what I'm saying? Right. So right. yeah. So they come into play in your life as far as like teamwork. When it when it comes to um like having a team around you, how important is that for you as far as like just overall in general, as an artist and also as an athlete? Okay. So at first when I first when I was in Israel and after that I went to Italy. I didn't look at myself as a brand. Okay. I was just playing basketball. Okay. So my homeboys, my fam, they all doing what they want, and Frank's right. just playing basketball. So it ain't like we support each other, right. but it ain't like no one looked at me and said, hey, Frank, do this, 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 this. With this money, you make this money. Right. No one did that. Okay. I mean, we were just, like I said, partying and having fun. Now, when I actually sat back and look at it, I wanted to do more, and then I, I started uh, – that's when my pops died. And when my pops mm, died, me and him was like this. Me and him was like this. So then now I lost something real, real close to me. And now that trial and error and that, bruh, like, I got a game the next day and I get a call that he's dead. And then, so I got to go home, bury my father, come back on the plane, drive. I mean, fly 17 hours to go play another game type shit. Yeah, it was crazy. Wow. So I ain't even really truly 
What's the word I'm looking for? Coped or healed or none of that. Like it, none of that happened with me. You know, mm. so with that, which is I just burying myself in my work. To this day, or is that just something that I think I just started. Okay. Yeah, I just started. You know what I okay. mean? So with all of that going on at that age. What what age were you? Twenty two, twenty three. Okay. And my first time leaving Virginia. Mm. So it's just like it was heavy on me, so I just when sh- when shit get heavy for me, I bury myself in my work. Okay. So I was getting work done, and I'm hooping, I'm going crazy. But then like, start smoking heavy, and then doing other shit. Like it was just a bunch on me. So after that period, and that's a lot of basketball players. A lot of my peers, a lot of my homeboys go through similar things. Mm-hmm. Some people, I don't seen people have mental breakdowns over shit. Or in, look at Ben Simmons. Look at um. Dang, I forgot the other kid name, but it happens all the time. Mm-hmm. But people don't even realize it. And then as an athlete, you don't know what the hell going on. Right. You don't know what the fuck you going through. So. Right. Once I got kind of to a point in that process, I said, okay, I got to do something other than basketball. Okay. Uh, I started a nonprofit and I started doing events for kids and training kids and stuff like that. Okay. And then I started looking at myself as a brand, like, oh, okay, I'm more than just an athlete. So what more is there? And I started right. searching. I mean. And is that when you created Mag? <clears throat> Which was <clears throat> when was that created exactly? What year was that around? Mag always been there. See, my homeboys I was just talking about mm-hmm, mm-hmm. growing up when we was in, in, in high school, we were Playboys. Mm-hmm. So it stood for Madden Connors. <laughs> That's what it stood for. Madden Connors. We was wilding, <laughs> wilding. <laughs> Draw about a thousand outside. That's that. I ain't want to yep. come in. <laughs> I ain't want to come in. <laughs> what street lights on? I'm still running. <laughs> That's how I would. For Y'all real. see Frank <laughs> going berserk. <laughs> I forgot half the shit I did. I swear to God, I forgot. <laughs> it was a lot going on. <laughs> But that's what MAG came from. Okay. You know what I mean? Magnum Connors. That's how we used to ride. Wow. You know what I mean? And it was just, we was wilding. We was mm-hmm. wilding. But then as we got older and mature, we all realized that, hey, we all are truly living in our greatness. That's why Ooh. the acronym is for must achieve greatness. Right. So you get in life what you must have. What you absolutely have when you say, you know what? I got to have this shit. I don't give a fuck. This is happening. That's when it's going to happen. Right. You know what I mean? So. You have to have your great. Everybody got different greatness. Right. Like Chef James cooking, Big Bro is in the hospital, other bro coaching, teaching. Right. So you must have your greatness. That's when you're gonna have it. That's where must achieve greatness came from. Mm. Yeah, it just evolved. Shout out. I keep calling it mad, but it's in the hey, Call it mad. I ain't mad at it. Whatever you want to call it. <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's the brand. That's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. So you're ten years plus in the in this thing um, as a, an athlete. As a hooper athlete. Damn, you know, how old am I? 34? 12. 12. Yeah, Damn. 12. Congratulations to that. Because your knees still work. Girl. <laughs> Girl. Ice bags. Stretch. Pray. <laughs> it's intense. I'm what? pretty sure it's intense. What? I done had so much different things. I had to take different medication for it. Then I got like cartilage is gone. So now I have to yeah, get out of there. So then I got to get <laughs> injections to get, like, artificial cartilage in my knee because it's bone on bone. God oh, damn. Yeah, you put real. yourself through. Do you have insurance on yourself? You feel me? <laughs> I do now. I, I told you shit up. You thought I was playing. <laughs> I do now. <laughs> shit. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> Proud to say it. <laughs> so, <laughs> Northwestern Mutual. <laughs> <laughs> let's Shit. get into the um the artistry portion okay. how did that even become about because you said you weren't really thinking about that when you uh, were an athlete so when uh, did you start thinking about it and then when did you start taking it as serious as, as you do uh music has always been there mm-hmm. like if you know about sports football basketball whatever Music is all when you before the game, probably headphones. Mm-hmm. Head, so music mm-hmm. has always been there. I just never looked at it as a way to start a business, as a way to build a community, as mm-hmm. a way to build wealth, as a way to create. Mm-hmm. I never looked at it as that. Mm-hmm. I always looked at it as okay, music in my head is hooping, hooping. So music always been there. So once well, I was twenty nine and Jody Ryan, my first time ever. I never got exposed to. A live show. I never got okay. exposed to 
going in the studio. I never got exposed to none of that. Even throughout your travels of the world, you never haven't? got exposed to it at that level. No, it was always wow. just parties, like listening to music at a party or like playlists or CDs. I used to burn CDs like motherfuckers. Oh, I was listen, I had been <laughs> CDs for years. <laughs> I was doing that, but <laughs> but I ain't go to no show or nothing like that. Well, I ain't go to the studio or know about the management mm-hmm. who did what. Like I ain't know about none of that. Mm-hmm. Labels, I just knew the artists. I mean, so when I took him to the studio and I saw what he did in there, he was flaming shit. That shit got down, brought me to tears. It was so beautiful. Mm. So I'm like, oh shit, I love that. What is that? So then I started exploring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What did you explore first? Did you explore like getting management or did you explore like the beats or like what what actually took you there? Management. Management. Him. I, me and Jordan Ryan. I was managing Jordan Ryan. And then I ain't never. Shit, I was just learning how to barely manage myself. Mm. Fuck, I'm going to manage him. Mm-hmm. So me and him would bump heads a lot, and then we would, we would go through a lot of different things. I mean, we had successful times. We did some things, but we was going through a lot of gray areas. Mm-hmm. So at one point, he was, and me and him just decided not to work with each other. But but we were still cool with my dog. He's like, but I just can't work with you on that level, friend. And I'm right. different. I treat it like it's basketball. If you play on my team in basketball, you know I'm different. I might haul off on you. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's different, and I'm trying to fix that with that and okay. it was just weird but it got to a point in where i ain't had no arts i spent all this money all this time even more important than money i spent the time and the resources and the studying mm. and learning but now i know about the industry and know what's up at least know from my outside okay so this is how you make money this is what they do this right. so now and i still love it honestly i just had a dream and through that dream i woke up in the middle of the night started writing and next thing you know i'm writing I ain't go to sleep for like eight days straight because I'm writing and hooping, writing and hooping, writing mm. and hooping. So after practice, I'm coming back, writing, rapping, writing. And I found a studio in France. I was in France at this time. Mm-hmm. found a studio in France right next to my apartment. Wow. After practice, I go to the studio. After practice, so I was doing that for like, I do that now. Mm-hmm. But at that point, the intensity was so crazy, I couldn't sleep for like seven, eight days. I had to go to the team doctor like, yo, I can't sleep, bro. <laughs> what the fuck? Give me something now. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? So I had to go through that process, and that's when I found I really, really loved it. And, like, I love the artistry portion. I love creating. I love rhyming. I love writing. I love beats. Like, all the intricate, the whole process, mm-hmm. all the intricate details of an, of artistry, of being an artist. Right. I found that I love that. Mm. So what would you say the similarities would be um, being an artist and an athlete. I mean, you, every studio session ain't gonna be the best session. Mm. It's like practices, you gonna lose some games. Sometimes you gonna get on a trip. I gotta relay that song. I gotta rewrite that. That wasn't good enough. Mm-hmm. You can go through that, and then it's like right before you perform, the adrenaline you get, like when they call your name to mm-hmm. come out the, the the stands to to play. Right mm-hmm. before you perform, you get the same feeling. Mm. It's the same exact feeling when you play and when you perform. Wow. Yeah, it's the same feeling. The butterflies and excitement and you got to poise yourself and get yourself balanced to to, to give on a great performance. Mm-hmm. It's the same exact shit from basketball and, and uh, performance. So, uh, that, what else? Competitiveness mm-hmm. in a sense, but it's a little different because in music it's more so like, it's numbers, and in today's world, numbers are deflated because, I mean, you, you get on by paying for marketing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So numbers, I don't know. I mean, I guess, but basketball is, is more direct competition. Mm-hmm. It's I'm going against you for 10 minutes. I'm going to outscore you. It ain't like that in music. You know what I mean? Right. It's more so for me, run your own rate. Now, when you have music competitions like, mm-hmm. like we did it in the mix, mm-hmm. it can be similar to that with the judging and stuff like that, but... Mm-hmm. Again, it's in somebody else's hands. I know if I get a bucket on you, I'm going to get this bucket. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm just going to go straight at him and get this bucket. It's just, I don't know. I don't know. Do you think you're going to succeed more in basketball or in being an artist? (sighs) Or do they work hand in hand? Because you've made it thus far as, you know, being an uh, athlete. So you still have many more years to make it as a. Yeah, I just started. I started that process all over. So it's like. I 
I just look at it as making it as you doing something you love to do and, and you're financially supporting yourself with doing that. Mm. And right now with basketball, that's what I'm doing. Now, as far as music in the first four years, yeah, I, I made some money from it. I hosted some events and I did some things with it. Mm -hmm. and, I, and I'm still learning about it. Mm -hmm. But to, I just put it all together so it's another avenue for me to make. I just want to, I want to create money create wealth with doing shit that I love to do. Mm -hmm. I don't want to feel like it's work. Mm -hmm. I don't want to work. I'm not working. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm going to the gym. <laughs> so I'm not I'm going to the studio. Right. You know what I'm saying? So right. I just want to make money doing that. Right. So what are you working on now as far as um, your music goes? Uh, being that you're fresh in, um, do you are you going to do like independent? Are you looking into stuff like, you know, branching out as far as distribution or or have you not um thought about that that's this far i had a couple of couple of labels i've never heard of thought i mean hit me on instagram i don't I can't remember the names but i didn't even i mean emails i didn't even uh entertain it mm -hmm. i ain't even, i don't know i don't think i'm ready for all that because i need mm -hmm. a lot a lot to learn mm -hmm. and i got to get better as an artist so i mm -hmm. got to keep growing and developing growing and developing uh, one day will I be to the point where somebody, you know what I mean, reach out to me and give me some money for it? Yeah, and then I sit down with my people and read it and see what's up, you know what I mean? Right. But right now, I mean, I can support my, like, a label's like a bank. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you got to pay for this, pay for marketing, pay for that. So right. I can support myself to a certain extent right now. Mm -hmm. So right now I'm just worried about branding okay. more so than anything. Okay. Uh, branding and then uh, marketing and branding more so than anything versus trying to... uh get somebody else to support me. Right. Yeah, I could just go hooping and learn as I, <laughs> right. you know what I mean? I'm blessed. I mean, I right. hoop. You know I mean, I just found other things I love to do and I invest my time and my resources into that too. Okay. Yeah. So walk us through the day in the life of you being an artist and not mm -hmm. an athlete because I know you turn off being an athlete and, you know, turn on being an artist. So w walk us through the day in the life of being an artist. <clears throat> Honestly, there's no day without sports. I give you that. <laughs> yeah, nah, there's no day without sports. I give you that. But as an artist, like like I said, like like on an off day, the day before I came here, I was in the studio. So uh -huh. I played Thursday, had a game Thursday. Friday, I had a studio session from 3 to 8. Uh, every day I meet, because now I got a, a guy I work with, uh, Trey from Love, Other Media. He helped me out with uh, different content. We either creating content or putting a plan together, a campaign together to release the content or, like I said, branding. Mm -hmm. So we're doing other things with uh, our merchandising and things with branding. So mm -hmm. have meetings with him on how to do that. And then, um, like I said, and then back to the gym. And then it's executing meetings or executing plans. Like We got events coming up this summer. I'm going to be back here in, in June. So when I come back in June, we're going to do another music event and okay. also do some camps for the kids and stuff like that. So planning for that a lot. Um, like I said, creating music, I write every day, rhyme every day, find beats. I'm always looking for beats. Uh, I got a trunk load of shit in the trunk. <laughs> you know what I mean? I got <laughs> right. a lot. I just keep them. I keep them. I keep them. And then when it's time to release them, I release them to the world. Uh, but yeah, always creating. You can't stop creating shit. And what is your newest song that you have or you're creating now? Or uh, I just throw them out there, right? So mm -hmm. I don't really have that one song, one single that I say to you, but my top joints, people, the Mind of Minds, people fucking with, Frank Lou Mind of Minds, they're not seeing me, people fucking with, they're not seeing me, uh, Undrafted. Mm -hmm. That's probably one of my favorite ones, now, Undrafted. Now, do you, do you do this also overseas? I know you say you go to the studio overseas and stuff. Mm -hmm. Do you perform and do For you... For sure. I don't what do you do... Um, to help your artistry overseas, and then what do you do over here in the states? Great question. For sure, I see. I'm all right now. I'm mostly organic. I haven't put a big budget towards marketing because mm -hmm. I don't want to. I don't want to fuck up. So mm -hmm. I'm studying. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I want to see exactly what's what, who's who, and how's how. Mm -hmm. But a lot of my a lot of my shit is organic. So yeah, I go to different different podcasts and meet different people with different influences of different areas. Mm -hmm. Well, I just say, fuck it, go to the beach and just meet people and just, he's my music. Mm -hmm. I'm American uh, influence, I'm American artist, I'm American this, that, this, that. They going because I'm not from there. Mm. I mean, I'm 6'9", black <laughs> with locks. You know what I mean? So people listen to me. Mm -hmm. So 
I meet a lot of people face to face on this. Go, give me your phone. Sign into my shit. Go to your here. Listen to that. Mm-hmm. Listen to that. Mm-hmm. A lot of people face to face. Now, how is the reactions that. overseas based on um, in the U.S. too? Like, what are your reactions? What is their reaction to your music? I would say it's like bigger critics are here, right? Because okay. hip hop and rap, even basketball, like that's. I mean, I don't want to use the term African American because I mean we aren't the only African Americans. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got black folks in Brazil, black folks, and mm-hmm. so what are they're African American technically? Mm-hmm. So I call it hip hop and rap because we the only ones that within that hip hop, rap, and R and B. I feel like we kind of created that heager so in that genre i feel like it's everywhere here with us Mm -hmm. so it's more critics here overseas they're like oh shit somebody american he rap that's all they that's all they worried about so it's a lot of that Mm -hmm. now you got some overseas that's really hip-hop fan that's why you got someone like push a t can go to belgium and Mm -hmm. and get five thousand people at the show ten thousand people at the show because you do got people over there that's really so about that life. Yeah, so mm-hmm. I done ran into a, uh, a couple of those folks, and I try to find that culture within that city. Mm-hmm. On a, and you can go to the studio, shit. Go to the barbershop. Everywhere got a barbershop. Right. Go to the barbershop. <laughs> start there. So that's what I usually do, and I start networking and trying to find out who's who, what's what, linking with artists, creating with artists, seeing who you know, who you know who it is. Right. I had to work my way up to uh, a guy named Nino. He's basically their version of Future. What? A French version of Future, right before the pandemic. I done worked my way up to it. I was about to open up for him in London. You know what I mean? I was going to have a game on a Friday night and then fly <laughs> to London Sunday, open up for him, and then fly. I was going to do that type of stuff. But then the pandemic hit. You about that life. You ready? Yeah. You, you said. <laughs> Boots on the ground. <laughs> Troops on the ground. Boots on the ground. Yeah, I'm going to move. <laughs> what? <laughs> if I say I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. Mm. Mm. And you also mentioned about um, giving back to your community through um, MAG. Can you talk a little bit about that and what you do for the children? Now, I had a, the nonprofit I started was Advancement of the Gifted. Okay. And I just started that out of the blue. I didn't know nothing about a nonprofit. I Mm -hmm. didn't know. The profit ain't in my pocket. I'm getting it somebody else, <laughs> so it must be a nonprofit. So I'm gonna just get you. I ain't know about writing off nothing. <laughs> I ain't getting the profit. Y'all getting this? So I'm getting it, y'all. <laughs> so I did some events with that, and then Tank Athletics. I started with training kids. Okay. I was doing that for about three or four years. It was hard to sustain because I'm always traveling. Mm, okay. And then I had the highlight tapes going for the kids, and then right now we're starting back up with the camps. Okay. And then uh, Right Path Outreach. Okay. Is my brother, my my dog, Nick Wright. Shout out to Nick Wright, man. Shout out to from Nick Suffolk. Wright. His nonprofit, like today, he had a uh, a food drive. He had a food drive every Sunday, giveaway food. So I donate to him, and then I, I talk to him about different events, and I go to his events and do mm-hmm. things what he do. And then uh, we're partnering up on an event this summer. We've been talking about. So okay. I'm gonna do an event with them this summer. And then honestly, if you a kid and you want to hoop or you want to do music and you hit me up, I done paid for kids studio time with no recognition. Like, here, mm. go to go to the studio here. Y'all yeah. hear that? Yeah, man, just hit Y'all me up, this? man. Hit me up. I done did so much stuff like that. It's, it ain't even about bragging or it ain't right. about. Right. He said it. it's about giving back. This kid mm-hmm. want an opportunity. This kid need an opportunity. I'm gonna get you something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I done do that. That's I don't even count that. Mm. You know what I mean? Well, you got to get in on what Swag a lot the Don got going on. I'm going yeah. to um, tell you when we get off here because oh, yeah, he got a, yeah. what is it, a um, bus trip coming soon? So, yeah, we're going to get into oh, yeah. that here shortly because yeah. he's up. real, real dope. He also has a, um, a platform, too, um, so you might want to, yeah. you know, oh, listen we to that. In. Look at it. <laughs> so, um, how did you come up with the showcases? Because that's where we initially kind of... Um, mm. Cross paths and Versacal. Shout out to Versacal, the only unicorn that I know. Understand me. So, talk a little bit about that, and then we're gonna push forward to uh, our top three uh, questions catered to you. So, go ahead. Okay. Okay. Uh, competition. Like I said, with sports, always seeing competition. So I'm mm-hmm. thinking, okay, let's have a little competition with this music. The thing, girl so. who won, she is going off now. You understand me? Lit. You understand so me? Yeah. Lit. She lit. She's full of energy. Boy. Energy is going. She's killing it. I love it. I love it. But go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Tanika. Mm-hmm. Keep doing your thing, girl. Yeah. Um, 
so yeah, and like I said, I travel a lot and I do different things. So I saw different people actually performed at a showcase in Atlanta. Okay. I went to a showcase in Atlanta. I, at that time, I had a consultant in Atlanta. She was like, hey, are you doing a showcase? Come down here. I think you should come. The guy from um, T.I. joint, T.I. label was down there. Clay? Clay Evans? Tell me his name. Oh, okay, yeah. He it's Clay. He's just looking and stuff. Mm -hmm. So I thought, all right, bet. I'm going to go down there. What the crowd ain't show me no love. <laughs> they might as well boo my ass off they got down stage. <laughs> so I just cut the music, cut the music, man. And I just started rapping, freestyling. <laughs> they cut what? Cut, cut the music. Fuck, I got something for y'all. <laughs> I'm gonna spit then. But they that's a tough, tough crowd. Tough. <laughs> tough. Do you think that part was tougher than basketball or was that even? I don't like that? I said, I don't I don't lost games. Yeah. I don't lost by 30. Yeah, I don't. Know, I ain't scared to play though. Yeah, I'm not scared to perform. Well, yeah. that's why I said cut the music. Y'all gonna hear me fucking. <laughs> <laughs> y'all don't fuck with me. Y'all gonna hear this today. Y'all about three, four minutes. Y'all gonna hear this. Fuck is y'all doing? <laughs> For real, that's how I felt. I felt a little embarrassed, like they hurt my shit. Like y'all, y'all ain't rocking in this shit. Y'all tripping. <laughs> I felt that. You know what I mean? I was cutting the music. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. You gonna hear me today? What? God damn it. <laughs> They looking at me like, who this tall ass nigga on my face? Like, who this nigga? I'm like, damn, tough. Yeah. Atlanta was tough. Oh yeah. I liked it though. I liked it. I liked it. I liked it. So I wanted to bring that same energy mm -hmm. here to VA. Okay. That's why I started the uh, in the mix showcase. Okay. Now is that still a consistent thing for you? Or are I did you... it that one time, and then we had plans to come out there next summer, but then I had caught a I had caught a job, so okay. I had to go. I was moving. I was moving. Okay. So. Yeah, we definitely gonna do it again. No, we, okay. we it's in the works. We're okay. definitely doing it again with different artists and we're gonna make it definitely bigger and more of a better experience for everybody. But it, it was definitely a fun event and we definitely wanna do it again. Yeah, we got some events coming in June. Uh, it, it's in the works. We're we looking at spots right now. Okay, well, you know you gotta bring me back. Oh, bring gonna, all of us we're back. Gonna up. Come on, come on. <laughs> we're gonna turn up. And last but not least, um, what are you seeking art in, in your artistry? Like, if mm. you could like talk to the people out there and, and see like what you could get. What are you seeking in your artistry? Like, are you looking for producers? Are you looking up for other artists to perform with? I'm not perform with, but um, to Arts collab with or, you know, yeah, networking. So talk a little bit about that and what you're looking for. Everything. I'm like, if, if you're an artist and you love what you do and you're a serious artist. Yeah, man. Link. <laughs> Link. We either create together or, mm -hmm. Whether it's music, whether it's an event, it could be anything. Uh, uh, company branding, like if you're an artist, you love to create, and you're serious about it, and you want to build wealth with it, then yes, I, we need to sit down because one plus one is not two. One plus one is ten. So if you got two people moving on the same type energy, the same type time, and, and they're on the same wave, they can do a lot. Mm -hmm. They can do a lot. So yeah, I'm always linking and, and trying to meet new people and trying to figure out what's out there. Now, do you have a home studio when you come back to Virginia? I have a house studio. Okay. I have a house studio that I go out to Korea. But then uh, even when I'm here, I still record with uh, Rico. I record. I just meet different producers and record different people. Okay. Well, you have a home here, so yeah. you can come back oh, anytime. Yeah? Oh, y'all get it in over <laughs> oh, here? Oh, yeah. This is yeah, this his studio. Oh, yeah. This, Say this that. what we I'm do. I'm going to pop up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to pop up. Yeah. yeah. It's about to be lit in this bitch. What? I can only imagine what, what your studio sessions be like. <laughs> Don't worry about it. I can show you better than I can tell you. I can show you way better than I can tell you. <laughs> Excuse me. And final one until we move, I mean, when we move on to after uh, top three. Uh -huh. uh, leave something to this thing called entertainment and to the people in the world. Like, what would you want to leave? Mm, when I leave the world, what would I want to leave? Mm -hmm. Something that makes the world better than how you left it. So. Mm -hmm. To the fam, definitely a legacy. Um, and I want to touch your mind. I want to make you think different. Mm -hmm. I want to make you think different. I want to make you see it different, not just with these eyes. Mm -hmm. See it different, you know what I mean? And then believe in yourself. I want to leave with you believing in yourself. Say, oh, shit, he did that. So I know I can do that type shit. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I will, that's more important than anything physical. Now, right. physical, once you have that, you can build anything physical. Yeah, so I always say that everything in this world was created twice. Mm, First in I the inventor's it. mind, next in our reality. I so, believe it. Yeah, if people can see it, 
because everybody was given a certain vision. If you can see it, then you can go do that shit. But a lot of people are like, their shit is dimmed down because mm. of societal shit and different things they got going on. And right. They listen to other people and they can't really see through the noise. They can't cut through the noise. Right. So yeah, I would say I would leave that. I just want to touch minds. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, shout out to you. <clears throat> so let's move forward to top three, which is catered questions for you. So top three places you've played basketball at. City or on court? It doesn't matter. No, no particular order. City, city life, nightlife, uh, Milan, Tel Aviv. When I was in France, I was an hour away from Paris, and Paris is different. Mm. Paris is different. So I would say those, as far as on the court, I had my best years when I was in France. I played uh, with a point guard named Tweety Carter. He bought it out of me. So I had my best scoring years, my best basketball years in France, year in Israel. And I'm actually playing pretty good now, having fun now. Where are you at now? In Uruguay. Uh, South America. Okay. Yeah. So I'm, the, mm-hmm. I'm at the bottom of the map. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, yep, that's where you're at. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Top three performances. <clears throat> I know this is fresh for you, so I guess give us your top three performances uh, if, you've, if you've done three so far. When I was in France, I was, I would say that was my littest moment. I caught a wave. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I had some pretty good shows out there. Had some pretty lit shows out there. Saw a little mosh pit out there. Everybody jumping around, going crazy. You jumped in? What? Jumped in? I was in the middle of that jump. <laughs> sure off. Let's go. Fuck it. <laughs> we ride. And <laughs> this is what we doing right now? Yeah, it was like one of those. <laughs> this what we doing? Oh, okay. <laughs> so yeah, she got lit in France. She oh, got shit. lit. Uh, <laughs> and on this side, um, haven't done too many. I did Atlanta. I did one in Carolina, and I did. Yeah, a couple times. Uh, it was a show that uh, Mount Fish. He, Mount Fish. Yeah, oh, Scotty quits downtown okay. Norfolk. Okay. When I did one of his shows uh, a couple years back, uh, that shit was pretty dope. It was fun. It was a good experience. Some okay. Good artists in there. And um, top three moments in your career overall. Top three moments. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Okay, I do it like this. Top three life-changing moments. Okay, we can do that. To where it was like, damn, like euphoric, and I'm gonna say good way and bad way, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That just impacted me and made me who I am today. When I won my first championship at ODU, mm. and I really wanted it, like I trained for that and I got it, and I ran in the stands and I hugged my pops. And everybody was like rushing the court, and everybody's on the court swimming, and I'm in the stand just hugging my pops because oh. we really wanted that shit. Right. That moment was big to me, and it stained to me. Another moment in a bad way was when my pops died. It, yes, it was fucked up for me, but I have to bury my pops. You want that. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, I think it pushed me to be a better athlete. Mm-hmm. Try to figure life out because now you're in a position where you've never been in before. Right. And another big moment is when I first met my daughter and I seen my daughter. Because when she was born, I was overseas. Right? It's different things that come with this shit now. I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> it's different things that come with this shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's different things. So the team wouldn't let me go. So, yeah, girl, I'm trying to tell you. Right? <laughs> team wouldn't let me go. I had to play. I couldn't come what? on and see my daughter. Yeah. So when I first met her and she seen me and I seen her, it was like crazy. Wow. Yeah, fuck that moment. Fuck that moment. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it. So I do appreciate you for sliding through. It is about that time. Um, but before we get out of here, give your social media and shout outs. And then I have one final question that I ask at the end of the show. I bet, bet. Uh, again, Frank Lou, Frank Lou Tank on Instagram, uh, Must Achieve Greatness on YouTube, on TikTok, Must Achieve Greatness. Uh, Big shout out to the fam. Big shout out to Joe Ride, Chef Jam. Joe, you already know what it is. Shit, if I ever made money with you, shit, overseas, here, if I ever we made money together, shout out to you, man. Already. I know that's right. <clears throat> okay, so the question of the day is, what bothers you about the industry and what do you think you can do to help fixing it? Mm. 
I feel like a lot of shit is watered down now because of the access of social media and because, I mean, like I said, you can market anything. You can, right. And some people will go for it if it's simple. You know what I mean? It don't matter whether people go for anything now. Some of the things I hear I don't really like, but then it's somewhat I do. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's, it's just mm-hmm. creating. And I feel like the process is now to say I'm an artist is easier. Mm. You know what I mean? You drop a mixtape, you've been rapping for a week, now you're an artist. No. Like, <laughs> I feel like you just got to really... It's just like hooping. Like You can't go to the rack two times and say I'm a hooper. No. Right, right. Go through your process. So, uh, for real, that shit, it's getting nutty. Like, for real, it's getting nutty. I had made a post the other day. I was like, stop gaslighting these people and let them know that they shit is trash. Come on now. You let them know it's trash. Come on now. I don't, and even, so what I'm going to do to honor and respect that, I'm going to continue to go through my process. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm going to mm. keep enjoying it. I'm going to keep elevating through it, and I'm going I'm to stay committed to it. Right. I know my. I go back and listen to my first shit. I'm like, who the fuck let me put this <laughs> shit out? <laughs> I don't went through that moment. You know what I mean? I don't went. I don't sing. So I'm like, okay, I get it. Right. I get it. Right. So, but yeah, I mean, I'm humble enough to know when you lose a game, when you win a game, learn from it, enjoy the process. And that's a good point that people aren't as humble or cannot be as humble as 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 yourself or themselves because they just some people just think that they just supposed to make it. And that's not, nah, it's a you process. Gotta go, yeah, go you got to work. Process, enjoy it. Yeah. Go process and enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Well, I appreciate you for All sliding right. through. Uh, follow the page, So Hollywood, the podcast Instagram page. Follow me, the host, M-I-S-S Hollywood 313 on Instagram and TikTok. If you want to perform on Welcome to the Limelight, I do have some open availabilities. Um, yeah, like, share, subscribe to this. And if you don't have anything else, we're going to say peace up, A-Town down. Mm, already two up, two down, VA. All day, yesterday, <laughs> shout out, tomorrow. Shout out to Session 420, Swag a lot to Dawn, G Stacks 216, and Black Nuance. Peace up, A Down Down. Is it me or was it hiding here? Is it me or was it hiding here? So Hollywood, H O double L Y W double O. So Hollywood, H O double L Y W double O. So Hollywood, Hello, ladies and gentlemen, it's time to get ignorant. The Hollywood lights are bright, let's get right for a little bit. The vibe's so low, so let's go and bump it a little bit. Let's celebrate life like it's gonna end in a little bit. Hit the bottom a little twist and mix it with some of this. And mix it with Hollywood and you fall for monotonous. Imagine the gas can't even produce more hotness than this hip hop pop. It's a female accomplice. Hey, To be a guest on So Hollywood the Podcast, just email So Hollywood the Podcast at gmail.com or follow me on Instagram, So Hollywood the Podcast and MISS Hollywood 313. Looking to book your next studio session? Contact Session 420 at www.greenleafgame.com.